of grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in Christ we have some kind of disturbing texts that we read for today, didn't we? A text about the end of the world, text about how things will come to a close. Especially in our current day and age, it's maybe easy for us to identify with some of those things, isn't it? The Bible tells us that we will be just kind of living out our normal, everyday life. And then suddenly, like a thief coming in the night, things will change. We've experienced that, haven't we? Can I may re remember, you know, back to, to March and, and the things that you were thinking about back in March and, and the, the plans that that you were making, and, and maybe even way back in March you were thinking, you know, this Christmas, I'm going to go to such and so. And, and, and we're going to do the, the, this and that. I'm going to start, you know, saving my money for this coming Christmas. And, and now, you know, Christmas is a, around the corner, and it, you maybe don't even feel like you can freely visit those people you, you had planned to visit back in March. No, we just, you know, seemingly were going about minding our, our own business and we woke up one day and suddenly everything was changed. You perhaps felt secure in, in your career and now suddenly you're wondering what next year holds. You, you, you thought you had everything together. Maybe for you it was your, your nest egg for your retirement and the economy was booming and things were going well and you had your, your savings and you thought, aha, two or three more years. And now you're saying, wow, I'm going to have to work maybe 20 or 25 more years, right? And that day of the Lord will come in the very same way. The scriptures warn us. This, the scripture tells us we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. Now, many of you men out there in the sanctuary today, you had that experience of having to drive your wife to the hospital when she was pregnant, right? The, the, the time came, you were going about your, your work or, or you were out in the, the field and she called you up on the cell phone or whatever the case might have been and, and you know, it's time to go. You, you kind of remember that? It's like, whoa! What? I, I, I gotta get the suitcase and I gotta get into the car and I gotta get her in the car and I have to not crash, you know? And yeah, you're kind of expecting it, and yeah, you know, you knew your wife was pregnant, and you knew she was going to deliver any day, but then came that moment. And the Bible compares it to exactly that, doesn't it? Like a, a woman in labor. Okay, five, five one minute, going about her, her business, you know, uh, keeping the house neat and, and making your supper, and the next minute, everything changed. 
It's going to come. And the, the Bible has the, the, the tremendous warnings about what that means. It, it, it doesn't just mean, you know, all, all the, the people that love Jesus are going to the happy place. No, it means all the people that don't know Jesus are, are going to the bad place. See? All the people that weren't ready for the coming of our Lord and Savior are going to be grinding their teeth. They're going to be crying out in anguish. They're, they're going to be meeting catastrophic ends. Dear friends, the, the truth of, of the matter is that there are going to be tears in heaven. And maybe no one has told you that lately. But the Bible tells us that God himself will wipe every tear from our eyes. Yeah, God, God's going to be there to comfort us. And we're going to be in heaven. And so you ask yourself, why are there going to be tears? Why would it be possible that there I am in heaven with God, right, 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 so close to him, he can wipe tears from my eye. Why would it be that I would weep at that time? And dear friends, it's going to be over our lost loved one. Right, you, you and I, we, we have friends, we have neighbors, we, we have, you know, first, second cousins, we, we even maybe have brothers or sisters, nieces or nephews that aren't going to make it. And guess what? That's going to hurt. When you're there in heaven with God and the people in your life that you love are not there, you know, they're in the eternal damnation. They're suffering greatly. It's going to break your heart. There's going to be weeping. And yeah, again, God's going to be there to comfort you, but who wants to be going through that? We, we don't want that. We want all of the people we know. We want all of our friends and neighbors, our, our nieces and nephews, our brothers and sisters, to be in heaven with God. We don't want to have weeping. We don't want to have our hearts broken in heaven. We want those people close to us. And so then the, the question becomes, well, how do we get them there? Do, do we, we, we just kind of, you know, shrug our, our shoulders and, and go, you know, if, if God wants those people in heaven, I guess they'll get there. And if he, he doesn't want them there, I guess they won't be there. And uh, it's really not, not anything I can do. No, rather the Lord tells us that we are to go and we are to make disciples of all nations. And we are to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That we are to be his hands and his feet. That it's up to you and I to be the ones that take the action. And then he also tells us we don't have to be worried. We don't have to be concerned as long as we're doing what we're called to do. 
God's word is going forth and God's word is doing its work. <coughs> but you see what, once again, if we just kind of you know, hide back in our, our houses, which yeah, it's even easier to do right now, isn't it? You know, we, we just kind of, you know, hunker in our bunkers and we just kind of pull, you know, the, the blanket over our heads and, and we don't go out and we don't tell others about Christ. We don't share the gospel. Then God's word isn't moving. Yeah, we can't just say, oh, you know, God, you do it. I hope it gets done. But you know, for, for us in the, the Lutheran Church of Missouri, said we, we've always had that the Lutheran Women's League. And you know, many of you ladies in the congregation are probably active in the, the Lutheran you know, Women's Missionary League, um, you know, through uh, some of your, your time, maybe when you were younger. Right? And, and, you know, we'd always have the, the meetings and, and always, you know, talk about being God's hands and feet. Right? Now, part of that LWML pledge, you know, was, you know, talking about that aspect that we would be the one. Now let, let my hands be the hands that are working. Let my feet be the, the ones that are, are, you know, doing. Let my voice be the voice, you know, that is speaking. So God's work can be done. One of the main reasons that we gathered here together on this Sunday morning is to be able to dedicate our beautiful banners here today. The banners were, were donated by Mary Fisher, yes, in honor of her husband, Randy. Now, I'd maybe like to, to just point out that, again, I know I did it last week, but, you know, if you, you take the cover of your hymnal, you notice that there's some embossing, right, that goes down the side. And maybe you have to move it around in the light a little bit so you can catch a, a little bit of glare off of, of the embossing. But then you can see that the, the symbols that Mary has done up in gold are the very symbols that are embossed on our hymnal. And you know, maybe you're just you know, a, a fellow like me and it's, oh, it's a hymnal and you just you know, use it and, and you sing and maybe you never even notice the embossing there. But now it, it, it stands out um, so that we can easily be able to see that. But one of the, the things that is going to be you know, so very special about the banners that we have is that they will always remind us of Randy. And he was that, that great example of you know what I just have been speaking about in my sermon for especially in these last years of his life he became you know God's hands and his feet 
And it, it didn't matter what, what task he was undertaking or you know, what, what kinds of, of things that, that he was doing, but he always had that foremost in his heart. I was a, a fellow bus driver with him, and you, you know, I can maybe just share with you, you know, maybe bus driving isn't the, the most elegant thing. And, and maybe, like, like some of you, I, I said, you know, when, when I was, you know, 16 years old or, or whatever, I probably thought to myself, I am never going to be a bus driver. Right? Maybe, maybe you, you thought similar things. And, and certainly throughout our, our nation, when people show up to, to bus drive on any particular day, a lot of those people are, are, are just thinking about, okay, can I get through the shift? You know, okay, can I get through the week? Um, okay, can I make it? Can, can I find a better job today? And Randy always, always came into the bus barn and foremost in his mind was that he was going to minister to the little guys and gals that rode his boss. And he, he took that approach with every aspect of his life. You, you know, for, for, for some of us who always say, oh, a janitor, I'd never be a, a janitor. You know what, if Randy was working as a janitor, he would be telling the other people, cleaning stuff, about Jesus. For him, it, it didn't matter where he worked, it didn't matter what the task that he was undertaking, what always mattered the most was Christ. And dear friends, every time now when we come into our, our church and we have the, the banners up and we see the banners here, we will be able to remember that kind of a role model. We will be able to recall that even in the simplest task, we can have a ministry. Even if you and I are only given one little talent, we can use that to the glory of God. I brought out my, my special book today for uh, dedications, and so we just want to uh, continue on with the dedication of our banners today. Beloved in the Lord, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. It is uh, therefore fitting that we implore the Lord's blessing on our banners, which will be in his sanctuary, from which he strengthens and preserves us in the true faith. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord God Almighty, you 
instructed Moses, your servant, to make hangings and fine linens for use in your tabernacle. We implore you to sanctify these banners for the adornment of your church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Dear friends, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ loved us so much. He loved us so much that he gave us a, a very special man in our community. He loved so much that his word goes out to every single person. That there are churches constructed throughout our great nation for that specific purpose. To be able to provide the word of the living God. But even more than that, he loved so much, he sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to die upon a cross that our sins might be forgiven. He loved us so much he was willing for his little boy to have his hands pierced, to have a spear put into his side to prove his death. He loved so much he was willing for his little boy to be mocked and ridiculed, to, to be bullied, to experience such a persecution as we have rarely seen. He loved so much that he sacrificed his little boy so your sin and my sin could be forgiven. So your sin and my sin could be washed clean. So that we could once again dwell with him in paradise. That's the message that we freely offer. That's the message that Randy so wonderfully showed every day of these last years of his life. That's the message we've come together to hear and understand once again. It's the message you and I are called to share. Let us indeed go and be God's hands and God's feet. And even if we are given only but one talent, let us use that one talent to the best of our God-given ability. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>